0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace to you, dear sons and daughters, on this beautiful fall morning, the last weekend of October, the month dedicated to Our Lady and the Holy Rosary. So may Our Lady grant you many peaceful graces when you recite the Holy Rosary. And we come before God's altar, and we hear the Lord Jesus preach the great virtue of repentance or penitence. For in the Christian life, there is the virtue of repentance or penitence that is quite different from the sentiment of guilt. We sung at the last line of the psalm that was chanted, The Lord frees from guilt those who approach him. And that beautiful virtue in the Christian life, that when we orient ourselves aright in penitence before the Lord, comes this capacity, maybe not instantaneously, but comes that capacity to free ourselves from those things that can attach to our minds and cause this neurosis of guilt to dwell within us. Yes, we can do a a bad action and feel guilty about it. It's not something that we should hold on to. And the Lord Jesus gives the disposition in this parable. And he makes the contrast. Now, it's very interesting because the Lord is not describing a scene that he saw concretely, but a a parable, a story that illustrates a point. And in that, he has the Pharisee who says, Oh God, I thank you, I am not like the rest of humanity greedy, dishonest, and adulterous. As a side note, that's. Seems the icon our Lord uses in a descriptor of humanity. And notice our Lord does not say, the Pharisee is a liar, or the Pharisee said untrue things. That's not what the Lord says. He just makes the contrast. The tax collector who can't raise his eyes to heaven, but beats his breast and says, Be merciful to me, a sinner. That prayer, that phrase that is repeated throughout the gospel, be merciful to me, a sinner, or have pity on me, a sinner, many times that is spoken by the Lord or to the Lord. And becomes a sort of icon of prayer, a disposition in the spiritual life, as it were perhaps a foundational disposition in the spiritual life. For it is that humble heart that can recognize the glory and power of the cross, we can let go of guilt because we eventually feel guilt about something we cannot repay. Right, little kid is not supposed to eat the cookies. Eats the cookies. They feel guilty because they can't make the cookies again, and they sort of hide. And then mom says, "Who ate the cookies?" And well, not me. All right, and then well, maybe it was my sister. No, I know you ate the cookies. Well, I didn't mean to, or I was you know, etc. Right, and on it goes. That's the effect of guilt. And in the Christian life, when we can be penitent, then we can see the power of the cross of Jesus. You may know that on Holy Thursday, just before the Mass of the Lord's Supper, the chant that we sing coming in is, we should glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him we have salvation, life, and resurrection. That's the opening chant for the great mysteries of our salvation. And so I recommend to you a disposition of prayer. Again, my point is not to tell you this is the only way to pray or how to organize your prayer life because there are many devotions, many pious practices that are very good to do. But it should really fundamentally orient itself around some time where we try to be face to face. Notice the taxidermistry is not. Raise his eyes to heaven. Can't do it. But we chant it also, coming in, right? Constantly seek his face. So try to make yourself still, sitting or kneeling, and be upright, as it were, of a sort, face to face with God. Maybe you have a crucifix that you can see the face of our Lord. Maybe like an image of the sacred heart of Jesus, which also has his face. Or you come into the church. And there's the tabernacle that's face to face. Let try to do your best to let the thoughts of the day behind, not the task and so forth, and simply speak to the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me a sinner. It does not have to be the totality of prayer life, though, you know, if you made a resolution to pray for a half an hour, it doesn't have to be the whole half hour. But if you did that for a half hour, that would not be the worst half hour of prayer than anyone did. And there are three basic effects to this orientation. One, it helps us to clear our minds and present ourselves honestly before God. We all have tasks. We all have pressures. We all have concerns. We all have faults and so forth. But it can dispose us simply, no matter how big or little. It's also a simple prayer. Even a child can learn very easily, though they tend to be able to sit still a little more difficultly. The second thing is, we'll start to really know our true faults. We all have these things that we don't like about ourselves. And some of these things are, in fact, our faults. Some of them are just things we don't like about ourselves. Now, especially married people, if you want to know what your real faults are, turn to your spouse and ask them, and I'm sure they will tell you, you do this. Right? But again, all the wives out there know that every wife's favorite thing is when their husband turns to them and says, you know, you do this. And she's like, oh, great, thank you for telling me. No, it doesn't really work that way. And so it can be important to dispose ourselves in that prayer. And the Lord will begin to raise up things within us because the Lord takes away the guilt of those who approach him. And then you'll be inspired to, A, go to confession regularly and be very simple and honest in your confession. And then the third point is, whatever else is in your prayer life, Your Lexio Divina, your Sacred Heart devotion, saying the Holy Rosary, uh, the Litany of Our Lady, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, uh, the Magnificat Meditation, whatever it could be, many beautiful things. But now then, those things become a purified action. When you go to pray for your family, you'll do it from this rooted place. And then when it is time to sing glory to God in the highest and raise your eyes to heaven. This is my body, and you raise your eyes to heaven. You come up and it's the body of Christ and you raise your eyes to heaven. When that time to raise your eyes to heaven does come, you'll do from that solid footing. And even if it's not solid right away, it'll get there. We glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him we have life, salvation, and resurrection. The Lord removes the guilt of those who who come to him. The justified one says, Lord Jesus Christ, be merciful to me, a sinner. And they see it and raise their eyes to heaven and will receive the grace to go away justified. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.